This is the W2 Prison Break Show, and I'm your host, Brian O'Neill. My mission through real-life examples is to give you the knowledge, the confidence, the mindset, and the inspiration to break free from your nine-to-five and start the business that you have always known lives inside of you. If that interests you, stick around. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am just over-the-top excited about our guest today, Dr. Amanda. She's the manifestation ninja for entrepreneurs. I've learned so much from her over the years. We've worked together one-on-one. We've worked together in group settings, and she helps entrepreneurs grow and scale their business and get over their money blocks and their money fears. This is a must-listen episode. We're going to be talking a lot about reframing and reprogramming law of attraction and being able to get in the right state of mind so that we can live in our zone of genius. She is the host of Inner Power Daily Podcast, which is a top 2% globally rated podcast. So you definitely want to check this show out and grab a pen and grab a pad. And you're going to be taking a ton of notes on this one. Let's get straight to it. Hi, Dr. Amanda. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Love to have you. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Me too, Brian. When I looked on my schedule today, I was jumping up and down, excited to hang out with you. Same. And we know each other. We've known each other for a while. We're going to see each other here coming up soon in a couple of weeks. I'm super excited about that. I met you for the first time not too long ago when we had, again, we're living in this virtual world for so long. And it's like, wow, to finally put a name with a face is just an amazing thing. Yes. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I know. And that we can work with people all over. And podcasting is so cool because you meet amazing people all over the country and even internationally. It's an amazing community of people. It truly is. One of the things that fascinates me about you to the point where I've actually questioned it sometimes. I'm like, she is so happy and positive, like all the time, you know, because you're a high <laughs> vibe. We're a high vibe woman. It's like the energy is just off the charts. And I love it. And it's infectious for sure. So just tell me, because I want to know personally, what do you do? Or do you have moments where it's like, hey, I'm not having a high vibe moment? How do you handle that? And what are some things you can give us today that might help us get through those moments where it's not a nine or a 10? That never happens to me. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I've had so many people say that to me. I'm like, I really need to share my downs more because I think everyone thinks that. And I think sometimes that's drawback of social media or even podcasting. Sometimes like when I turn my microphone on to podcast, I get myself aligned before I do it. And I turn it into thinking about sitting in the room with someone who needs my help. And so I'm thinking about them and it actually raises my vibrational frequency. And I feel really good when I do it. I'm never in those times where I feel down, like taking pictures of myself and making videos. So it's really funny how that plays out. But definitely, I think it's interesting because I've had periods in my life where I was suicidally depressed and that was terrifying and hard and scary. And at the time I didn't have the tools to know what to do. It's such a gift now that I don't ever get to that place anymore. And when I feel low vibe, I notice it right away. And I start doing my strategies to shift my energy. And sometimes my strategy is to sit in the pain and just be upset. I think a lot of times we really push away and we want to avoid and resist how we feel and it causes it to take longer to move through. So a lot of times now when I feel off, I'm like, I know it's an indication that I'm out of alignment. So I will dig into it. 
But sometimes I'm like, I just need to slow down and rest and be quiet. And I don't want to talk to anyone and I don't feel like smiling. And I just want to like lay on my couch and binge watch Netflix. And that's okay. Like give yourself permission to feel off sometimes. Now, if that drags on for days, which for me, it doesn't because I know how to shift, then know that you might need some outside help. For me, I've trained myself like, okay, I'll give myself the day to be down and inward and tomorrow I'll wake up and I'll do my strategies and I'll shift and I'll pivot. I think it's important for people listening to know that you're going to have ups and downs. That's the human experience. And if you expect something different, you're going to be creating resistance and frustration. Oh, thank you for sharing that. I knew that that was coming to an extent, but (laughs) thank you for sharing that. And we were talking a little bit offline. I had a moment the other day and I'm going to share it with you folks. She has no idea what the moment is. But I'm going to share it with her. I'm going to see what maybe additional strategy she would have given me in this moment because I was having a rough go at it. So I'm at one of my properties the other day and it's not going well. I'm turning it over. The place is a mess. I'm meeting with contractors. Number one, I'm not happy to go there. Like this sucks. I don't want to be here. I'd rather be doing something else, but I know that I have to do it. It's part of being in the business. And I was getting good news all day, right? I was like, okay, Got the locks changed, met with the HVAC guys. Everything's looking good. They got the house cleaned out. And then the last person of the day comes. There's no running water in the house. And the guy comes and checks the well. And he's like, hey, this thing is totally shot. It was a significant amount of money. End of the day. I've been there all day long. And I'm driving home. And I'm doing what I think are my strategies to kind of calm myself down. But I mean, I'm just going to be open and honest. I wanted to rip the steering wheel off the car. And I said to myself, you know what? I'm sick and tired of having to be mentally strong all the time. I'm just over it. I'm tired of it. About a 25-minute drive home. And I really didn't know how to react. And then I got home, talked to my mom, I talked to my wife. I felt a little bit better about it. But I'm just wondering if maybe there was something that I could have done differently or maybe an additional strategy. But I was literally saying that I am sick and tired of having to be mentally tough all the time. Such a powerful statement. I love to write these things down because it's like, I mean, how many people listening feel that way sometimes, you know, where it's just like, I am sick and tired of blank. And often it's not making enough money or the job I hate or my relationship or whatever it is. Right. And it's like holding toughness all the time. I'm curious first, because you said you did your strategies. What were they? I started doing that. I started telling myself, okay, this is part of the process. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to come out on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. And at the same time, I was being pulled in this other direction, which was, (laughs) hey, no, I just want to have a pity party right now. And I'm just really over having to always be stoic and just say those words, right? Which, yeah, I would have handled it differently five years ago or even three years ago, to be honest with you. But those are the strategies. I was just trying to tell myself the same thing over and over, like, okay. This is real estate. This is part of the process. I will get through this. And I was just tired of saying that to myself. Yeah. Yeah. It gets old. I think of it sometimes as, I think you've probably heard me say this before, but it's like a shit storm coming your way. Sometimes we get stuck in cycles of that. And then something happens and it almost feels like, this is the last straw I've had enough. I don't want to choose this anymore. And it's an interesting place to be because when you're in that place, that's your greatest opportunity to transform when you're willing to sit in it, which it sounds like that's what you did because, hey, you didn't rip the steering wheel off and you didn't get home and yell at your wife and you sat in it and realized this is the journey of entrepreneurship as a real estate investor. 
instead of resisting it and fighting it and going like, it shouldn't be this way. I mean, you let yourself have a pity party, right? And also accepted like, hey, this is how it is. And it doesn't always all feel good. And it's okay to sit here and be pissed instead of resisting it. And so for me, when things like that happen and the advice I'd give to you and people in those situations, because it's going to come up, being willing to sit in your feelings for five minutes, 10 minutes, that is the greatest growth edge right there. Most people in that situation want to avoid the pain and seek the pleasure of the present moment. So they might drive to the bar or they might go home and yell at their wife to make or their partner to make their partner feel bad because then it offloads some of their irritation. They might go do something self-destructive. They might take it out on themselves in some way. And instead, you just sit with it. And if you can sit with it for five minutes, like even sometimes when bad stuff happens to me, I'll set a timer for five minutes and I'll go, I'm just going to sit in this and I'm going to have a pity party. Like I'm going to feel pissed. I'm going to feel upset. I'm going to feel angry. All the things that I feel, I'm going to feel it all. And then I'm going to go, okay, now what are some reframes that I can practice in my mind and in my energy and my habits? And a really powerful thing to do in that five minutes is just breathe, like just breathe. And you'll notice as you start breathing and a really powerful statement as you're breathing. So you breathe in and I always like to breathe in and I say golden light. For me, this just works really well. So I imagine like golden light coming from, I I don't know what people call it, like the heavens, cosmic energy, collective consciousness, God, whatever you want to call it, coming in and filling every cell of my being. So on the in, I'm breathing that in and on the out, I'm literally saying to myself, release, relax, let go release, relax, let go. And if you do that for five minutes in a situation like that, you will be blown away by how different you feel at the end of those five minutes and how now you can, instead of react, respond, right? So reaction happens when we're like upset and angry. And then we do all kinds of things that then later we feel like now we got to make clean up this mess. And then you just add more, which increases shame and guilt and frustration. And then you beat yourself up about it. And it just keeps the cycle going. Instead, when you respond and you take a minute to let yourself feel all your feelings, and then you breathe through it, you sit in the discomfort on the other side of it. Now, what you've done is literally you have calmed your brain down and you've gotten out of this amygdala response and you go into your executive center, which is the highest thinking of your brain. And now you can respond in a way that's like, okay, I can deal with this. So that's what I would say to that. Release, relax, let go. Okay. Yes. Awesome. See, I'm going to take that because here's the reality of it. Like that's going to happen to me again. Oh, for sure. (laughs) All this again. I met with my, ironically, I met with my counselor the day after that, and I had a couple other things going on, and he conveniently called it the triangle of doom, because it was three things, so we're having a good laugh about it, but the five minutes of breathing is critical. I did not do that, and that's really helpful. I just don't think people understand that there's these strategies, like you said, that you use and sit in your feelings. I never used to do that. It felt awkward to me to sit there and be like, Hey, I'm not having a good time right now. I would do all the other stuff that you mentioned. Yeah. Oh, totally. Everyone does, right? We're human. Like we want to avoid it at all costs. Me too. I used to not be able to sit in one minute of pain or discomfort. Like I hated that feeling. And as I've learned to sit in it, I've grown into a completely different human from very simple strategies. It used to be, I would go to the kitchen and get a glass of water. Like when I was in a fight with my ex-husband, which happened a lot, I would go to the kitchen, get a glass of water and just drink the entire glass of water to change my brain. Like you go into automatic fight, flight, freeze. And so in order to get that to stop so that you can respond instead of react, you've got to slow it down. And sometimes it could be a one minute of breathing. I teach people a three breath strategy. 
So just three breaths, that takes less than a minute and you can really change your energy. But when you're really upset, it might take five minutes. I had some upsetting stuff happen with my family a few weeks ago, about a month ago. I had to go on a seven mile hike and breathe the whole time to calm myself down. It was like, wow, this is intense. And the whole time I was just noticing the pain, letting it come up, feeling the feelings. And then I'd breathe and I'd be like, release, relax, let go, send love release, relax. And I then it'd come up again. <laughs> I'd walk faster and I just kept doing it. And by the end of the seven miles, I got home. I'm like, okay, I've cried. I've felt all my feelings and I'm okay. And now I can respond to this in a different way. And it was really a smart move because if you react in that moment, I promise you'll say things you regret and do things you regret. And then it just adds to the shit storm and it just creates more of it. That's how the law of attraction works. Let's talk about that in a minute here too, because I love to learn more about that from you every time. But why do you think people are because everything makes sense with sitting in your feelings, but for some reason, people don't do it. Why do you think people avoid it or are afraid to do it or whatever it is and would rather let it linger for weeks and weeks and weeks or sometimes years in some cases? <laughs> These are great questions. I'll say in the animalistic sense, we're wired for survival. And so we are wired to seek pleasure and avoid pain. Pain seems like a threat to our survival. And mm -hmm. even though it's not, and as a logical person, when you're in your executive mind, you can see this isn't a threat to my survival. But when you're in that moment and your brain gets triggered that way, you can't think that. You don't think that. And you just start to go into this animal mode of like, avoid the pain, avoid the pain, run away, freeze, do whatever it takes to avoid this. It takes choice. Something I've been really thinking about a lot is what's the difference between people who are highly successful and people who are struggling? And one of the biggest differences is what we're talking about right now. Choice to sit in the pain. Choice to seek future pleasure and sit in the present moment of pain sometimes. Building a business takes sitting in some pain sometimes. It takes triggering all of your subconscious fears, your doubts, your imposter syndrome, like many things that you might be afraid to face. And so if you want to be successful, you've got to be willing to sit in the pain. You've got to be willing to decide, commit, and sit in the pain. Decide, commit, and take daily action. Those things feel hard sometimes. And it takes a conscious commitment to being a master of yourself. And most people aren't willing to do that. And so then there's that part of it. It's choice. The other part of it is that we think that avoidance will make it go away. And that is just wrong, right? I used to avoid all the time. The kind of analogy I like for people to think about is what if I had a fire in the middle of my office? Let me say I have just avoid it. I'm like, oh, it'll just go away. I don't want to face that. It's going to burn my office down, right? Instead, if I go like, oh, there's a fire in my office and I face it, it's scary. It's threatening, but I'm like, oh, I face it. I put it out avoidance just causes it to grow. It doesn't cause it to shrink. And the most wild thing about this is that the way the law of attraction works and universal, let's say energy frequency, and we're talking quantum physics, we're not talking woo woo things. We're saying you're made of energy. Your emotions are what create your frequency and your frequency is what attracts things towards you. So <laughs> you can pretend logically, I'm not scared. I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's going fine. But internally, you feel like a mess. You're angry. You're upset. That's what you're sending out of your, through your frequency. And that's what's being read in return and getting brought back to you and attracted to you. And so your feelings, even though you might pretend they're not there, are still affecting you more than anything else. That's so good. I'm so guilty of that too. I think a lot of us might be where we're projecting verbally this, hey, this is my frequency. I'm cool. I'm high vibe, right? Meanwhile, inside, we're still getting all the garbage. 
yeah. for attracting all the garbage. So, okay, I totally believe that because I've seen it happen. I'm living proof, but I know you are too. So how do we get the the inner energy to line up? And I know you're going to articulate it way better than I'm asking. So please help me. Great questions. <laughs> the first thing I'd say is what you're talking about, what we've been talking about, sitting in the pain instead of avoiding it. Because when you avoid it, it just grows. Carl Jung said what you avoid persists and grows in size. Mm-hmm. And it's totally true, right? So you've got to face it. I love to teach people tapping like, and you know, I don't need to go through a whole tapping thing here, but you could literally just tap on your chest, like underneath your collarbones. And while you're tapping on your chest, say how you feel to yourself. Like you could be sitting in the car that day and just going, I'm fucking pissed. I feel upset. I'm tired of this bullshit. I'm tired of this. I'm tired of the BS, right? (laughs) And just say, I'm scared. I feel alone. I'm frustrated. Whatever as you feel, like say it to yourself, tap on your chest and then breathe for a few minutes and then come back and then say something loving to yourself. It's okay. I got this. I'll figure it out. I'm resourceful. I can do it. And then breathe some more. And just keep doing that until you shift your energetic frequency. People will be shocked if they just practice these two simple tools, like how much you can change your life. If you do that, every time you feel upset, you set an alarm for five minutes and just breathe and then tap. I'm telling you, your whole reality will change. And the reason is because you're changing from the inside out and your outer world's a reflection of your inner world. So you got to change yourself from the inside to get different outer world results. So what it means is that you just do small shifts. Most people think to get something different on the outside, they got to do this massive leap and take massive action. And it's actually not true because usually that triggers you into a state of freak out. Instead, it's small daily gains. When you wake up in the morning and you set your energy for energetic alignment, first thing, you attract easier opportunities. And then just by the nature of being a human, over the course of the day, your energy will start to spiral down because you'll check your email and stuff will happen. And then you start to get frustrated. So it's your job to constantly go back to that place of raising your vibe. And when you do this repetitively over time, your vibrational frequency starts to increase because you reprogram your subconscious self and your subconscious is what's attracting things to you. Yes. Okay. I know that was a lot. (laughs) No, no. uh, The two things are sit with it and then tapping, right? Yeah. Yeah. So sit and breathe, just sit and breathe and tap. When you're really upset, I like to set a five minute timer and it'll feel like an eternity. Like five minutes when you're upset feels long of just breathing because there's so much going on inside of you, but it's amazing how five minutes is enough to change your energetic state quite a lot. Yeah. And we did for the listeners out there, Dr. Amanda and I, we met in January, February, I can't remember the month. And we did a tapping exercise, like you brought us all through it. And I had never done it before. I'm going to ask you to explain the significance of the tapping, what that does. But it absolutely, because you asked everyone in the room, like, hey, how do you feel now? And it was everybody who was significantly different. Like, oh, I really feel more energized or I'm more aware or more present or whatever it was. It works. What is the significance behind the tapping? It's really incredible. And it's called the philosophy is EFT tapping or the technique is called EFT tapping. So it's emotional freedom technique. And there's a specific nine points that when you're trained traditionally, you tap through. I like to simplify it because especially because I do a lot of podcasting and I can't always easily show people on a podcast. (laughs) And so it's like, realistically, you can tap anywhere. The reason it works is because you're shifting energy. So in traditional tapping, you're tapping on meridian points and it's like self-acupuncture basically. So, you know, when you go to the acupuncturist, they're putting needles to unblock energy along meridian points or chakras. Same thing with tapping. You're just doing it by yourself in the comfort of your car or home or 
or the discomfort of your car or your home. (laughs) To me, the reason I like it as a strategy, I always teach people quick, easy, actionable strategies to shift their energy, to shift their mindset. I go like, hey, tap on your chest, your belly. Notice where you feel kind of upset in your body, tap there. There's no right or wrong way to do it. It's more to me, the gift of it is that as you're tapping, it allows your feelings to process and transform. And that's the important part. Instead of keeping them stuck inside of you and then really recreating the situation over and over again in your life, you get to start to release it and it lets your subconscious energy shift and your emotional energy shift. And now you can raise your vibrational frequency, even if it's just attack. You can go from fear to anger and anger is a higher vibrational frequency than fear. So let's say you go from fear to anger and then you go from anger to courage and you're like, okay, I can do something about this. Then you're higher vibe and you're going to get better things coming to you. Easier things, let's say. Yeah. Well, that begs the question, is there like a vibrational frequency chart that you, of course. Oh yeah, I've got it, right? This is on YouTube, folks. So if you're, if you (laughs) want to see this on YouTube, you'll get to see it. Yeah, this is, this is amazing. So David Hawkins wrote a book called Power Versus Force, and he created the frequency scale. It's called the map of consciousness. I teach this all the time. I love this because you can start to see yourself move through the frequencies. So it starts, the lowest vibrational frequency is shame. And then we go to guilt. And then apathy, grief, fear, desire, anger, pride, courage, neutrality, willingness, acceptance, reason, love, joy, peace, and then enlightenment. The highest vibrational frequency is enlightenment. The lowest is shame. When you're in shame and guilt, you're stuck in victimhood. And when you feel like a victim, this is why my company is called Inner Power Daily, because when you're in victimhood, you have no power, you feel powerless. And so for me, that's how my journey started. I felt very powerless. And as I accessed more power and learned how to be a more empowered person, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I have a magic wand to create my life instead of feeling like I'm a complete victim to my reality. Oh, I love that, that you put that up. Okay. I would never get shame was the lowest one, but it totally makes sense. You teach this stuff. You teach that. You've taught me a lot of this. We've worked together for a long time. Where can we go to get that or at least get on the path to that? Yeah. So if they want to work with me in my inner power daily membership, so it's actually called morning routine for entrepreneurs. We were just like, okay, we need an easier domain for this. So morning routine for entrepreneurs.com. They can get a seven day free trial. I do journaling strategies with people so that in the morning they can set themselves up for success. So what they get is a daily lesson. They get a journaling prompt, a two minute meditation and an after mantra every single day. And it's funny you say this because in that course or in this program, the only article I've written in there so far It's a resource center with all kinds of awesomeness, but it's got a lot of audio. So the article I wrote is exactly about the scale of consciousness because I refer to it so much. I think anyone who's interested in this, I will say the Power Versus Force book is pretty heady. It's definitely not a mainstream book. So I like to bring philosophies I've learned and make them very simple and actionable. So I teach from that perspective. But I mean, that book, Power Versus Force, will blow your mind. If people are ready for it at that level, just go check out Power Versus Force by David R. Hawkins. Great great book tip. You just mentioned a word that probably I'm going to just go back and ask you to explain. I know what it is. Aphromantra. Yeah. Okay. Can you explain what that is, please? Yeah. So it's a fun term I came up with, you know, I like to make up words sometimes. (laughs) So it's a combination of the word affirmation and mantra. And the reason that I did that is because most people use affirmations completely wrong. 
what they do is they say something to themselves over and over, hoping to get a change. But what they're doing is saying something that they don't believe to be true to themselves. So what they're doing is causing resistance in the moment. And the number one reason that you don't manifest consciously is because of resistance. So here's an example. Let's say you were sitting in the car and you were like, I'm fine. I am okay. I love my business. Like that's bullshit right then, right? (laughs) You don't believe that. So instead you use what I've created as an after mantra, which is a statement that's 100% believable to your subconscious mind and that you repeat over and over again to rewire your brain. So in this situation, an after mantra would be with a starter statement that I teach. So you could say, I choose to be okay right now. I choose to let myself sit in the pain right now. I choose to know that the future of my business will be okay. I choose to figure out what to do next. I love it when I feel good, when everything goes right in my business, right? You can start shifting your energy in that direction, but you're not saying things to yourself that aren't true. Affirmations, you just don't want to be repeating to yourself things that you don't believe to be true because all you're doing is creating more resistance, which actually causes you to push the goal away instead of attract it to you. That's so good. So would you say that then as a result of the affirmations being incorrect for most people that maybe they're setting their goals incorrectly because they don't believe them? Definitely. (laughs) Yes. I love to teach manifestation-based goals, like how to set manifestation-based goals, because most people set goals that make, they're like torture devices. They set a goal, they beat themselves up for not getting there, which then just keeps pushing the goal out further and further. Then they tell themselves, see, I'm not good at it. I am not confident. You degrade your confidence. Degrading your confidence increases your imposter syndrome. And this whole cycle just keeps going. And so I love to help people get really conscious about how to set goals because Obviously, the reason you set a goal is because it's the guidepost to manifest what you consciously say you want, but you don't want to cause unconscious resistance to it as you're setting the goal. Awesome. The great coach, the ninja here, as we like to call her, do you want to set me straight on one of my goals? Because I'm probably doing it. Sure, let's do it. Yeah, fun. So one of my daily goals, I write it down every day, is related to this podcast. I've stated it many times. Inspire. I want to inspire and educate 1 million people to leave their W-2 and start the business of their dreams by the end of 2026. And what that equates to, Dr. Amanda, is 1 million downloads. Now, honestly, I'm being vulnerable here. That's a big number. Yeah. Do I believe it? Sort of, (laughs) kind of. Okay. That's my goal. I feel like you could tweak that big time. What would you have me do? First, I would ask why a million and why the deadline? Yeah. I've been taught to have a measuring stick, right? It has Uh to be by a date. And that's a great question because I tell a lot of my clients that I work with, like, why are we at round numbers for your break even, right? Like, why isn't it, instead of making a million dollars a year, why isn't it $247,850? Because you know exactly what you need, right? To leave your job. So it's a BHAG, a big, hairy, audacious goal that I came up with. And it sounds cool. That's the truth. That's why it's awesome. Good clarity. First, for you and everyone listening, you always want to write down why you want to achieve a goal because it gets you emotionally attached to it. Otherwise, it's disconnected from you. I like to teach people like you've got to notice that when you say, I want more money to be abundant, we don't feel anything about abundance. We feel something about a certain amount of money. 
we want to dig into what we feel. So it's like, okay, what's the feeling that you're going to have when you have 1 million downloads? If I were working with you one-on-one, I'd go like, okay, well, let's play with this. If that's true for you and you're like inspired by that goal, okay, every single day you're going to write in your journal a vision of stories of the people you impact through your podcast. And you're going to just keep focusing on a million. And there's nothing wrong with a numbers-based goal. There's nothing wrong with setting a timeline. It's just, if you don't emotionally believe it and you're not connected to it, and you don't really understand why you're creating that goal, then it's more of just an ego-based ego-driven thing. So, you know, I'll share with you my overarching goal in my life is to impact 5 million people through my company. That's huge. Like, that's a huge goal. And I'm like, okay, I'm 46. I love what I do. I'm going to keep going. So, you know, that could be like one book. It could be my podcast downloads. It could be my YouTube channel. It could be all of the combination of that speaking, teaching all the things. And I'm just like, okay, that feels really good to me. For me, I sometimes freak out when I set numbers-based goals with deadlines. Sometimes it works really well for me. And sometimes it causes me to stress and push and hustle in ways that cause resistance for you and people listening, you've got to think about yourself and what really works for you. If you're setting goals to create fear and beat yourself up, you're actually making yourself have to work harder. And you're contributing to this idea that I've got to work hard to make money or get my goal. And you'll keep that cycle going. So if you're that type of person, then it's better to set energetic goals where you go like, my goal is to impact this many people in a very specific way, because that's how I will feel valuable. Like not you have to bring value. It's like how you will notice that you are making a difference, right? Like you'll notice you're making a difference when you see people experiencing what through your podcast and start playing with that. Often when people are struggling with bringing an income or meeting a goal, I'll go, okay, like, are you imagining the people you're serving or is this just all about you getting a vanity number? So you want to imagine their story and you want to experience like I would do a meditation and imagine myself getting a million reviews that tell me specifically how I changed people's lives through the podcast in your case. Right. So does that help give you some ideas around it? Of course. I think it helps everybody too. So I'm dropping the deadline. The deadline stresses me out because I have my other goals with dates on it. And I'm like, man, it's getting close to 2025 and I'm not there yet or 2024. Right. So if I drop that and I attach, I'll just simply replace 2026 with how I will feel about it because it will make me feel awesome or whatever. I'll play with it, but that's tremendous. So two awesome things. You can write how you'll feel and how they will feel. Yeah. And then you just attach that. And then your success is inevitable. I mean, look at you. You're in action. You're podcasting regularly. You have awesome people on your podcast. You're making an impact. You're having downloads. You're helping people. So your success is inevitable. And so then it's like, it's really wild to play with this. I've gone through periods where I don't set goals at all because in some ways, I believe the greatest manifestations are just when you let exactly what's supposed to happen happen. And when you're fully aligned, so much awesomeness can happen that you could never plan for. And so in some ways, your goals cap what could happen because you've got a plan and a focus. And so that's what you're looking for. And then the universe can't bring you something even better because you're so laser focused on what you created and your plan. And sometimes I just let goals go completely. And I'm just like, my goal, my only goal is to live in my zone of genius, make an impact doing what I love and let the money be prosperous. And just play with feeling good because it's an impossibility to get a negative outcome when you are aligned and feeling good. Say that again, please. It's impossible to get a negative outcome when you are aligned and feeling good. 
You're the best. Well, which this is interesting, Brian, because if you flip that, it's impossible to get a positive outcome when you aren't aligned and feeling stressed. And most entrepreneurs feel stressed all the damn time. They think, oh, but when I get this amount of money or I have this amount of downloads, I'll feel awesome. But that's an impossibility if you don't feel good in the now. Completely. You mentioned living in your zone of genius. What's your zone of genius? What do you mean by that? And what's your zone of genius? Because I think we're all trying to get there. Oh, yeah. Everyone. And I think a lot of people hear the term zone of genius. If listeners don't know, one of the best books of all time, the person who coined the term zone of genius, his name is Gay Hendricks, and he wrote a book called The Big Leap. Must read, absolute breakthroughs. Like It's how I designed my whole business is one of those ways that and values and things like that. So zone of genius, the way I describe it is work you're doing in the world that takes the least effort with the most joy and the highest reward. Okay. So least effort, most joy, highest reward, if we want to apply it to business, right? So when you're doing things in your zone of genius, you're going to notice, I feel happy. I could do this all day. Time flies by because you're time blind. I'm in joy. Opportunities flow your way. It feels like magic almost where you're like, whoa, cool stuff is just happening because I'm loving what I do. And I like to train people to say to yourself, it's the only thing I would do for money. I love it so much. I would do it for free because you need equivalent exchange in a monetary form. So you're not recreating money blocks. (laughs) So you go, oh, I love doing this so much. It's the only thing I would do for money. Like, ah, this is my joy, my juice, my fire, my inspiration. And that's how you should feel when you're doing or how you will feel when you're doing zone of genius work. When you're not, you'll know because you'll feel procrastination and doubt and fear and hesitancy, imposter syndrome. You'll feel unclear and you'll feel resentful. You'll feel like, oh my God, do I have to do this? That is not zone of genius work. For anyone listening, when you're thinking about my zone of genius, just ask yourself, what are the things that I enjoy doing the most that take the least effort and give me the most reward? And then that's a clue to your zone of genius. And it's not so simple as like, it's doing this one thing. Mm -hmm. It's more about the essence of the things you do. So for me, my zone of genius is I'm brilliant at helping people. When they come to me with an issue, I come up with a multitude of solutions and strategies to help them break through. I've chosen to use that skill set and that genius to help entrepreneurs scale their businesses. I help them break through their unconscious blocks. I help them design systems to build a business that they love. And I'm good at that, right? Like, I'm way better actually at that, like doing things on the fly and coming up with a solution real time than I would be planning something out. And that's a different type of genius. So play with that. And I would highly recommend everyone read that book. It's been a while since I read it. I will read it again. But something that I'd like your opinion on, because you're saying least effort, most joy. I think we can all identify what we love to do, but maybe the money, like how do we monetize that might be the block, right? I love Mm -hmm. doing this particular thing, but there's no way that I could ever make a business out of it. I disagree with that. I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. But the other thing you said about resistance, which is why people have fear or they make excuses, maybe that's not their zone of genius. So they're not supposed to do it. And then they get shamed by other people like, hey, suck it up and take the leap, right? Yes. Yes. How often does that happen? I'm so glad you said that. Yes. This is where I think it's so important. I teach people that they need to slow down to recognize in order to reprogram themselves. So they recognize, reframe, repeat to reprogram. It's my inner power formula. It's just three simple steps. But one of the hardest parts that you're talking about is the recognize part. You've got to stop and slow down enough to recognize the resistance and ask yourself, why am I resisting this? 
what's the resistance about? What's the fear about? What's going on here? Because when you're doing things that you really enjoy doing, you're not going to experience resistance. You're going to be excited to do it. Anything that you're not experiencing in terms of building your business, you want to drop, automate, or delegate. So if you're feeling like, oh my God, I notice a lot of resistance and procrastination here and fear, I need a better plan. And I need to decide, is this something that's essential for my business? If not, drop it. Is it something I could automate? If it is, do it. If it's something you can delegate, delegate it away immediately because then you can stay in your zone of genius where you're the most magnetic and you can be high vibe to, I call it to get into your zone of manifestation where you are flowing and things are happening easily. And so resistance is a sign. So listen to it. Procrastination is a feedback system telling you you're out of alignment. It is. I love that. Okay. You mentioned your podcast but we don't know what it is. So where do we go to listen to your awesome podcast, which is great, by the way, it's top 2%. Yeah. Yes. Woohoo! <laughs> it's so exciting. We just passed 300 episodes and it's called Inner Power Entrepreneur, Inner Power Entrepreneur. And it's gone through four different rebrands, but it's all on the same RSS feed. And they've all been very similar topics. I've just learned more about branding over the course of my time doing business. And so I was like, oh, Inner Power Entrepreneur, that nails it. We talk about mindset, manifestation, business scaling, alignment, strategies to help you get aligned, imposter syndrome, like all the things that I know keep entrepreneurs stuck and then tips and strategies to help them get unstuck. So now it's solo casts and I'm keeping them around 25 minutes because that's what my audience is showing me in the downloads that they love the most. Perfect. (laughs) Listening to your audience. And hey, listen, entrepreneurs, we got problems too. All right. Just because we made the leap and started our own business, I mean, we're not without issues because we got plenty of them. Yes, that is true. (laughs) Fortunately, my steering wheel is still on my car. So I'm happy about that. The prompt thing that you have, and I'm sorry for just calling it a thing, but the journaling prompt, which I think is cool because I don't think most people don't know how to journal. They don't know how to start their morning off. Like you're giving them a way to start the day properly. Yeah. Where do we go? Yeah. So if they go to entrepreneur growth roadmap, that is the, what I was just talking about getting your zone of manifestation. There are four zones that we go through to get to the zone of manifestation. And so they can get that their free download and links them to the podcast episode that explains that. So that's entrepreneur growth roadmap for, I would say the best way to find out about the program you're talking about, which is the morning routine for entrepreneurs. So morning routine for entrepreneurs.com seven day free trial. Now this is like, sometimes I struggle with putting into words the value that is created in something that I'm putting out there because it is so much more than a morning routine. It's a spiritual evolutionary path for you. Like I am teaching you everything I know and have done and have worked with clients on to help you take it to the next level strategically. We focus on different topics each day of the week. So you get a journaling prompt and a lesson five days a week. And then there's a book club and then a live masterclass once a month. So this is insane value for the price, like insane. And the people in there are killing it. Like it's blowing me away, actually, how the people who are showing up and doing it every day, it's on their own timeline. It's on an app on your phone. It's simple and easy. It's meant to be done in 15 minutes a day. It's not labor intensive or time intensive. It's very easy. And when they are plugging into it every day, they're having incredible results. It's the lowest cost way to work with me and it's killer. So I highly recommend everybody check it out. And there's a free seven day trial. So you can get in there, you can check it out and see if it aligns. If it doesn't, the cancel button is like very obvious. I'm not one of those people that's like, stay in here and let me keep you hooked, even if you don't want to be there. (laughs) 
That would be so awesome if that happened, though. If you like popped up <laughs> when the cancel and it was just yeah. you doing that, what yeah. you just did. That would be awesome. You should do that. <laughs> That's a good seed. Now we're laughing and we're having a good moment here. This is great. Okay. So, as usual, ton of value. You've coached me up on like a couple different things. I know that the listeners have been able to relate to that, especially the ripping the steering wheel thing off. We've all been there. And hopefully they're able to appropriately deal next time, sit in your feelings, right? I'm so excited to see you in a, like 13, 14 days <laughs> Me and too. spend some time with you. Anything that you want to leave us with? Any last thoughts that you want to share? I would say I love to leave people with inspiration. Like whatever you're doing right now, if you can, if you're running or I guess if you're running, you could stop. But if you're in the car or something, you don't have to do this, but like just slow down right now and breathe for a few minutes. Just take a few deep breaths. We could just take three together. It's like slow down and take a deep breath in, like breathe in as deeply as you can. And just imagine golden light going into every cell of your body, filling you up with three words of power that you choose. And on the out, let go, let go, let go, let go. You're letting go of resistance. You're letting go of stress. And again, breathe in those three power words in golden light. So it could be like power, confidence, alignment. And then on the out breath, let go, let go, let go. Again, in, breathe in golden light with your three power words and just say them over and over to yourself as you're breathing in. And then on the out breath, let go, let go, let go, let go. And then just notice how you feel. It's wild how easy it is to shift your energy. It's wild. And just play with it. And if you do that every hour and set an alarm to do it every hour, your life will completely change. So by the way, folks, I did it. We both did it. And yeah. I've done it with her many times and it totally works. My power word was Mexico because I'm going to Mexico in like three days. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are some good power words that you can leave us with? And then we'll wrap up here. Okay. I love the word power, of course. So it's like often like for me, it's like power, confidence, poise. I love the word poise. It means a state of balanced equilibrium. You could say power, love, confidence. You could say focus, energy, alignment, anything that's going to get you to be like, ooh, these are the things I choose to feel and choose to be in the next period of time until you do it again and just embody it and be it. And then you're going to send out that vibrational frequency. And that's what you will attract back to you with ease and joy and flow and fun and life and business will get so much easier. Sweet. All right. Virtual high five is what I'm giving you. A double. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for bringing it as always. And I can't wait to have you on again. Everyone make it a great day. Hey, how about that, everyone? I love when the guests coach me live and hopefully you got a nugget or two or 10 out of that. I mean, those are real life experiences that I've had that I've had recently and she helped me. So grateful to Dr. Amanda for coming on the show and hopefully you were able to pull some serious action items out of that. I just love the talk about the goal setting and then also how to make sure that you're sitting in your feelings and all of the techniques that she shared with us today. See you next week.